0: All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What the fucksters? What's happening? I'm Mark Maron. This is my podcast, WTF. Welcome to it. Today on the show, I talked to Daniel Kaluuya. Um, You know him from the films Get Out, Black Panther, Queen, and Slim. He won a Golden Globe for his portrayal of Fred Hampton in Judas and the Black Messiah. And he's nominated for the Best Supporting Actor Academy Award, big time, man. I talked to him. He was in. Uh, where was he when I talked to him? He was here, wasn't he? Why can't I remember anything? What's going on with my head? Why is every day a month? Why is every day a week? How did you, how did that that thing you make you made turn out? Did it turn out okay? I mentioned a painting last week, and uh, a painting that means something to me. Of the door of the Air America studio, and I know who painted it. It was painted by Kristen Anderson Barrick. She was a fan of the show and she made the painting. It's now hanging in my house along with other stuff. Painting by Scotty Young of me interviewing Fozzie Bear. I've got a Drew Friedman um caricature of me. These are my prized possessions art wise. Very exciting. That's what I've been doing. I've been trying to set up that office, and its I like sitting up there. It's coming along well. But I have a lot of stuff, man. It's, it's like this never-ending process of going through a lifetime's worth of stuff. All my stuff has never really been in one place like it is now. I had a lot of this stuff in the garage, but I also had a storage unit. So now everything of me is around. And there's a lot of stuff that I feel like there's pressure to be emotionally connected to it, like paraphernalia from TV shows I've done and stuff, like the backs of chairs. And I don't know what to do with that stuff. I don't really want to make a trophy case. I don't know what to... I'm not not going to hang this stuff up. I don't know. There's only a few things I want to be reminded of. I I have glow calendars and glow paraphernalia that... I mean, I did that show, and I think that the show itself is enough for me to be connected to but all this all these little tchotchkes and things they build up over the years things people send me fan art tchotchkes things from shoots uh laminates all that there. how do you decide what you really give a shit about or what you're emotionally attached to you go through it and you realize like oh okay yeah i remember this right that was when uh oh that was that wasn't a great time but I have all these notebooks full of stuff. I'm never going to read them, but you feel this desire to hold on to them. So now I come up with this great idea. I'm going to file everything. That's my solution. No more stacks, files. I'm going to file things under little notebooks, big notebooks, legal pad pages from different points in time. My stamp collection. You didn't know I had a stamp collection, did you? I didn't either. I kind of did, but I didn't really think about it much. But I was one of these people. I still kind of am sometimes, but I haven't lately. If I'd go to the post office and I'd see a nice, kind of cool new panel of stamps, you know, they're all in one uh, of uh, you know the the sheet of stamps. For a while there, they were doing actually pictures with the with the stamps themselves. I've got some of that stuff uh, from several years ago. Who's it worth anything to? What am I going to do with it? Like I have things where I look at it, it's like, this is probably a collector's item. I could probably sell this for a lot of money. Somebody would want this. I don't know what to do with it. I, I keep it not because I'm emotionally attached to it, but because I know somebody else might want it. Or I could just throw it away or I could throw it back into the, the great tide pool of uh, used garbage. That's you could always. I could always do that. Who am I ta- Who am I calling you? I could just put some of that stuff into a Goodwill thing. But that backfired once on me. I put a poster that somebody sent me or a piece of art, a framed thing. I gave it to Goodwill and it made it back to the guy. And it was very insulting. So all books that are signed, that are sent to me and signed, I have to keep. All pieces of art, I have to keep. But the stuff that isn't labeled as such, maybe I should go lowball it, give it to Goodwill and let somebody discover it. And be like, what an amazing find. How rare do you find this? What would that be? This is a notebook of Mark Maron's writings. Who? Mark Maron. This is a little uh, moleskin notebook that I got at uh, I found it at Goodwill. So you can't write in it. You found a filled up notebook at Goodwill and you bought it. It's Mark Maron's. I don't know that guy. Mark Maron, the comedian, this is his scribbling's. You can't read them, but I know it's his because he he's, he's signed, he's, he put his name at the front of the book. This is so cool. Mark who? How much you pay for it? $2. $2 for a notebook you can't use? It's Mark Marin's. I don't know who that is. Maybe I'll keep it. I'll file it. I have a panel of Star Wars stamps. I have a, a, a panel of uh, Jimi Hendrix stamps. I have some John Lennon stamps from another country. I didn't know I was a stamp collector, but clearly I have a small, um, probably highly valuable collection of stamps. I have the Blues uh, master stamps. I have the superhero stamps. I just buy them on the way out. I don't know. Wh- what are they worth, man? I have the commemorative stamps of Charles and Diana's wedding. Yeah, I bought those when I was in Europe at the time of their wedding. I was in France as a younger man, and I'm like those commemorative stamps they're gonna be worth some money I guess it's just in my head I had a stamp I had the uh, stamp collecting book I had my dad's stamp collection when I was a little kid and then I had the little collection where you had to have that those weird little sticky the the little hinges that you had to lick and put one on back of the stamp and one in your stamp book I never had anything valuable just you know you're just waiting man maybe someday. Maybe someday I'll find the upside down plane stamp. Maybe the upside down plane stamp is in my future. That's what trains people to find garbage that's worth millions of dollars. It's It like starts you young. It's like stamp collecting, coin collecting. Maybe you'll be the one to find the gold doubloon from the pirate booty. Huh? Maybe you'll be the one to find the Hitler stamps. Huh? Maybe it'll be you. This will set you in on a lifetime of poking through shit at flea markets and Goodwills. Maybe you'll find that that thing at that garage sale that's worth a billion dollars. Hey, what is this? What's this? What's on this napkin? Is that does that say Picasso? Shh. How much is the napkin? The napkin with the doodle? How much is the napkin? How much? Two dollars? Holy shit, dude. Here you go. Thank you. It's a fucking Picasso napkin. Dude. This is going to be... Dude. It's a fucking Picasso napkin. We're taking it over to MoMA today. Yeah, hi. Is there somebody here we can talk to about this napkin? It's a Picasso napkin. Um, No. Isn't this MoMA? Museum of Modern Art? Yeah, but this is just, we just, this is for tickets to get in. I got a Picasso napkin. Check it out. Dude, show them the Picasso napkin. $2 we paid for it. Okay. Do you guys want to go into the museum? Who do we talk to about this Picasso napkin? Maybe you go to an appraiser of some kind? That napkin doesn't look old enough to be a Picasso napkin. It's totally a Picasso napkin. Okay. Do you guys want to step aside so I can help these people? Hey, listen, this is an interesting thing. When I was talking uh, last week or whenever it was, Monday, about how I have that feeling of like, wow, this is great, and it's coupled with the feeling of like, what difference does it make? Doesn't matter. Like, any joy that I have is tempered by the idea that, you know, um, who cares? We're all going to die. It's meaningless. But I feel, but I love it. Doesn't matter. It's going to go away. That. And my producer, Brendan, thought it might be trauma, which is possible, might be just straight up existential observation or neurosis, which is which has been with me a long time. But someone brought up and this is a spin that I enjoy and I wouldn't have thought of. They said the meditation is working like that is the first step to realizing everything just is. And you're in it in the moment that you can look at life as it is all at once. And that is enlightenment. So when I go, man, man, I feel pretty good, but who cares? It's going to be over soon. I'm on the verge of enlightenment. Don't call me negative. I'm about to be a fucking Buddha, baby. And don't shoot me. If you find the Buddha, kill him. Don't kill me though. I'm, ne- I'm never going to be a real Buddha. Come on. I'm not going to let myself get that heavy. So, Sammy the cat is now officially out of his fucking mind, full on cat, does a sideways crab walk, sideways Sammy, I've got this bathroom with this weird tile, and it seems to fuck with his head, so he does the sideways crab walk, the hoppy crab sideways Sammy, and Buster and Sammy are starting to do a thing together, getting to know each other, which means uh, Buster kind of pops him in the head a couple of times, Sammy rolls over on his back, gets submissive, Lays himself out and basically says, come on, man. It's just me and you. We're the only cats in the house. What, are you going to be a dick to me? I mean, I'll take it for a little while, but let's fucking jam. Let's fucking get on with this. Let's have some fun, old man. Buster's like, I'm not old, man. I'm only five. Yeah, well, I'm fresh. I'm fucking two months old, so you're old, bro. Let me fucking run you ragged. Hey, just take it down a notch, punk. Hey, don't hit me like that. I'll fucking stand right up. I'll take it. I'll take it. Look at me. Look at me. I'm taking it. I'm taking the hit. I'm still right here, bro. I'm still right here. All right, all right. Just, I get it. Just relax. Hey, leave my tail alone. Hey, leave my tail. You want to go? That's what's happening. Reminds me of many of the relationships I've been in. Just waiting for them to realize I'm I'm just annoying and it's going to be that way. And either you love me or you don't. Daniel Kaluuya is, is here on this show. The new movie is Judas and the Black Messiah. He plays Fred Hampton. He's great in it. He's great in everything he does. You've seen him in a lot of things. Um, Get Out, Black Panther, Queen and Slim. So he's an Academy Award-nominated actor right now for Best Supporting. Just won the Golden Globe. And I, I enjoy talking to him. So this is, uh, I'm going to share it with you. Gonna share it with you right now, all right? He's also about to host Saturday Night Live this weekend. Talk about that too. We talked about a lot of stuff. It's surprising. You'll be surprised at who who influenced him the most. Listen up, me and Daniel Kaluuya. Hello. Hey, man. What an honor. It is an honor. It is an honor for me, sir. Wow, Phoenix Mutual. I, I think I saw you.
1: Where's that on Sunset, the comedy? The comedy store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the the red one?
0: Yes, yeah, the, uh, the yeah. The the dark, horrific castle of dark comedy. The
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't see you perform, but I saw you when I was walking in. Because I think I was switching Neil Brennan.
0: And then, yes, um, that makes yeah, sense. And, then,
1: and Donnell Donnell Rollins was on that show.
0: Donnell, that yeah, Neil, yeah. yep that that would have been me. To, but you yeah. remembered me walking by because I was exuding negative energy, or was I pleasant? Did I say not hi? To- no, you. I just know your face.
1: <laughs> I, I listen to this, I listen to your podcast. I know your
0: face. So it's so funny when your assistant was like uh, making sure that uh, we we didn't. Uh, we weren't using any video, but she was sort of like, you're not using anything. I'm like, no, we don't use any video. It always is weird to me because I'm like, do we not know something? Is he going to show up without hair? What is happening? <laughs> is there?" <laughs> it's like an, I'm an alien. It's exactly. It's like an alien, it's it's like like alien being. This is me without all the makeup, man. I'm not yeah, from yeah. here. Yeah, 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 yeah you're worried you? did you move here my, i'm not still i'm still on the move i'm not
1: i'm still figuring out where my base is i go back and forth to la and london but it's kind of it's weird because of the pandemic yeah um you, nothing usually shoots in la so la is just a place to be and then you go to i don't know cleveland or chicago or, or and now because of the pandemic not a lot of things are filming right so you're just in oh, la yeah. or in london so you're in one place for a period hanging of time. around hanging around but I don't mind it I kind of like
0: it I kind of yeah, like I'm, it Yeah I'm I'm I think I understand retirement I didn't think I would but I, I think I do now I think I understand Are
1: you, are you, are you thinking about retirement now are you, are you is that where you space your heading
0: I think I think what I'm thinking about is like I'm pretty good at doing nothing um like I don't mind just having the whole day to think and dick around in my house mm. or do little things I don't I don't mind it You Yeah
1: I love it It's one of my favorite things in the world <laughs> I realized in this pandemic, I realized I actually like me. I, really, like, I, I, like, I, think I'm, I think I'm pretty chill. I like what I'm into. So I kind of like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Like I'll go into this direction, that direction. I, I, and then like, it will just, you wake up. I wake up really early. I still wake up at like 6 a.m. And then 4 p.m. comes and I've just not really done much. And, but I've done a lot. But it's like more of just like going, wandering here and there. Yeah. I, I especially love the beginning of the pandemic because no one really knew how to work right or do anything so it was kind of like you had more you time
0: yeah because no anything. one was doing anything you didn't have to be in a competition you didn't have to resent anybody no. it was just sort of like level playing field everyone's terrified and not working
1: yeah that's uh that's usually that's how, that's how the western society works yeah
0: so look congratulations on winning the prize uh the golden globe prize thank you thanks mark Thank was that pre- I, was that something? How could that not be great? Were you, it's exciting, right? Even if you pretend like you don't care, you do care, right? What's caring? Does I, it
1: mean something to you? My, the journey's the goal. You know what I'm saying? That's how I, I feel. It's, it's, so it's that. That's how I feel. It's like kind of like, oh wow! Like look how f- far I've come. Is how I, I kind of process. Yeah. Process those kind of moments. You're like wow! Yeah. Like it's such a kind of. I see it more as checkpoints, and go wow! This is like wow i really was just like saying to a friend at a bus stop that i wanted to do this and now i'm in a, a house in la within a globe that 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 you go wow that's what you kind of take in the kind of like it's such a moment where like this has happened i
0: this think that's happened. true yeah so it, in
1: terms of the globe in in uh, it's really interesting because i i it's like you win the Golden Globe, but because it was at your house, you didn't have the experience of winning the Golden Globe. You didn't actually right. have the whole thing around it, so it's a, a very different experience in that sense. I, feel, I actually liked it. I just vibed out and just chilled
0: and and yeah, it's a, wow. it's a it is a very odd uh, reality that you know no dressing up, no red carpet, no photographs, no people going Daniel over here, Daniel over here, Daniel, yes. Daniel yeah. over here, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, you missed but that's that the part. weird reality.
1: That's a weird reality as well. That, <laughs> the, the, the norm is weird. That's my thing. It's like whenever, when I was when the first record, people were shouting at me, Smile, smile, I'm yeah, like, yeah. No. Like, Daniel, i am here, here
0: at the hand, Daniel. Snapping hey, yo, their it's like, if you want to see
1: someone smile, tell a joke. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like tell a joke. They say smile. What kind of smile are you getting? But,
0: oh, you got, yeah. uh, you, got it, you got to work on the smile. I never was able to, uh, to kind of uh, figure out what it, the exact red carpet photo shoot smile was. I always have my mouth half open. I'm never happy with it. But some people, you notice, they, they obviously have the fucking smile nailed. They got it worked out. Mm-hmm. They know exactly what muscles to do. They know they, they have a set smile. You don't have one. You haven't put any thought into that.
1: No, I haven't put any thought into that. Good, good, I kinda, good. I just, I just kind of go. Let me keep the neutral face. Let me just go neutral mm, face. That's mm, good. Mm, and then we're out, right? If you make me smile, you make me smile. I just want it to be natural. Whatever right. it is, I want it to be natural. I,
0: th- I think neutral face is good. I go with the non, uh, the closed mouth smile. That's my. That's what I do. <laughs> this the slight grin, you know, like this.
1: Yeah, but that's what they call it—the smiles, right? The smiles. I,
0: yeah, something like that. I, I I don't know what it is. It's it's just it's just short of being angry. Just kind yeah. of slightly no that's not true i i I, well, I kind of constipated
1: is what you're saying it's a kind of constipated sure
0: okay yeah fine yeah i'm not letting the joy out if that's no, what constipated not. means no, you are sure. not letting
1: shit go you are not yes. letting shit go
0: i do hold on to some shit in my heart there buddy <laughs> yeah 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 so i was wondering about like how to start this because like i always like i've been talking to uh, english people lately and i i seem to be uh, getting along with them better um <laughs> i don't know when that happened <laughs> But it wasn't that I was judgmental of English people. I just always assumed that there was some part of me that, when I was younger, that the way they talked made me believe they thought they were better than me, whereas opposed to it was just the way British people talk. So it's gotten much better, and I've been surprised lately by the, my British experience. I had Hugh Grant on, and that guy made me laugh a lot, and I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, yeah, Have you ever met yeah. that guy?
1: No, no, man. But I'm seeing these recent interviews. That guy looks like a real guy. Hugh he's, Grant. Like, he's a funny he just, guy. Yeah, yeah, but he just no. But yes, like an authenticity to him that I, I was quite surprised about. Yeah, me and too. Like, oh man, he's a he's a real brother. And yeah, I kind of like his energy.
0: Yeah, I think that was. Uh, I, I don't think he was always that, but I think it's come to that. But I have no sense of the city or how people you know grow up there or live there. Can Can you tell me, like, what part of town you grew up in? What you know? What was the story?
1: I grew up in Camden Town, well, Camden, and that's um, part of London it's part of london northwest london and like so basically on the borderline like i grew up on a borderline camden and Islington. grew up on a what you what you guys would call a project oh really and then so yeah housing like we call it we call it estates
0: that's so a much uh, nicer name they
1: yeah i'm realizing now but we back <laughs> the thing is that was thinking that's estates it's kind of like when when you're honest when i'm in my memory of an estate i never called it an estate. you'd call it flats yeah call it the flats and stuff so i think the estate came like when i was like more late teens than i think that's what middle class and upper class people call it so then you just go oh yes yeah, the estates so but then, then him, we started yeah. calling them estates but i don't i don't know but i just remember i didn't really consciously call it oh that that estate that estate
0: it sounds like something so. they labeled uh them to uh feel better about themselves and
1: yeah like rough area camden yeah of rough area, like a lot of a lot of, um, a lot of characters, a lot of, uh, a lot of grew up around a lot of people. Lot you of got brothers characters. and sisters? I've got an older sister, yeah. I've yeah. A couple, yeah. i got a couple. i got two sisters in Uganda, yeah. You got three well.
0: sisters in Uganda?
1: No, got two sisters in Uganda. Really? One in yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Have you, do you travel there? Have you been there?
1: Yeah, I've been there. I've been there a couple of times. Like, um, but when you go there, you go there like six weeks at a go. So you're just there. So it was oh. quite an intense, um, it was quite an
0: intense time. Yeah. You can't just, you, it's not a weekend trip. <laughs> no, you got too
1: many family. I got like too much family for all that. I got like too many family. Like you have to basically, you're like, you're dying, and you're visiting probably three homes a day. For yeah. like two weeks. And then you can have a break and a holiday. But it's like boom, 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 boom. You're like seeing everyone giving gifts. Seeing everyone giving gifts and saying hello. Boom, 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 eating food. Yeah, you gain a lot of weight. eat a lot of food.
0: Who lives there from your family? Your two sisters and you just well, have two a. sister.
1: yeah, yeah. And yeah, your yeah.
0: father's there?
1: No, no, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. When did that yeah, happen? Yeah. That happened when I was a kid. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. No, that's alright. It's alright. You doing? It. It's cool.
0: But it's uh, right, so the sisters are there now. When was the first time you went there to Uganda? Seven years old. And then did seven you go? Seven years old. and we went again. Did you go back uh, like later in life?
1: Yeah, I went, I went. went back seven. Went back again at fifteen. Went back again at twenty-two. And went there like big chunks of time. And then like going to Uganda really changed my perspective on life.
0: I can't like, imagine. Like, like, you kind
1: of go there. And then, it's, you know what it is? I went there. When went there first time I Went there was seven. Reality check. <laughs> I remember yeah. the electricity cut out. Right. That's a reality check as a seven-year-old. Yeah. Like, you kind of, I'm watching football. Watching my team's Arsenal, yeah? Yeah. Watching football. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm like I can't believe I'm in Africa and I'm watching football. Then electricity cuts out. Yeah. I'm sitting there to my cousin. And I was like, what happened? He said, the electricity cuts out. I said, well, we'll put it back on. <laughs> Yeah. He said we can't. I said why? He said because it's out. I said when is it coming back? He said I don't know, <laughs> bro. I cried so <laughs> deeply, bro. I was like, where is it? What's happening? And then an hour later, I was like, bro, they put some candles out. We started speaking. We started talking. I was like, oh wow, I didn't really need to. It it's not needed, like right. It's just like it's a it's a tool. It's not necessarily. But you, I was made to feel that way. I was I felt that way at seven. Right. I felt that way, and it just educated me, and like that's not the case. I just had a, I had a lot of experiences that challenged my perception. Yeah. And then that, that like the way I live my life is just
0: a way. It's not the way. And um, yeah. Well, it must be completely different culturally down there. I have no idea what I have no idea. It takes me a long time to learn the history of anything. I just had uh, you know Serge Tank- Tankian on, who is in a the system of a down the band, and he's Armenian, and he had to educate me about. Armenia. I don't like. It, I guess it's because I live in the United States, and I'm, you know, uh, I have a a, a a sort of entitled brain or whatnot. But I've have, I've have absolutely no sense. And I guess you yeah. probably didn't either when you went when you were seven. What Uganda would be like?
1: I had a sense of the vibe and the energy because when I grew up, essentially, in your house is Uganda. <laughs> it's a Ugandan culture. It's <laughs> everyone's. Like, it's a Ugandan vibe. So it, it, it was like a country version of my home. Right, right. And like, and then so then, and then, yeah. And I was like, and then I was there. It was just, yeah, it was just a reality check and kind of like, and, uh, but I didn't, I just didn't see it. I was, I'm kind of a person that I just go and go, oh, if this is where I'm at, what does this say where I'm at? I rarely go into things with expectations. I just accept, accept what's happening and I'm going, I keep moving forward.
0: Well, how is it different? What is the, what is the government like down there? I mean, is it, uh, is it, uh, dictatorship or what is it down there do you know is it,
1: i mean yeah no no
0: it's 70 is in
1: charge there's a whole bobby wan situation yeah um and then it's a uh, it's tough museveni has been in in charge for a very long time um and um so I'm not into like oh I don't like study like I I took took in a couple of things up during the last election so yeah. I know the bare, bare bones but it's not I'm not I wouldn't say I'm skilled enough to kind of speak about it on a platform <laughs> on a public platform you know what I'm saying so sure uh, I, I really want to go into that space if I'm not
0: fully equipped so but, it's, um, but needless to say it's it's not a democracy per se. He said, yeah. yeah, he's had power for a while. Let's say that. He's had power for a while. Well. <laughs> <laughs> because when I was growing up, when I was a little kid, I remember when, like, Edie Amin was culturally the guy in charge because he made such a global sort of uh, impact. Like, everybody knew who Edie Amin was. It was crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My Have mom you, met him. Re- your mom oh. met
1: him? Yeah, I remember when Last King of Scotland came out. Yeah. I was like, oh, my mom asked King of Scotland. And she was like, oh i met him i said what what do you mean now you told me that you met him you know I me mean? like it's now it's like what happened it's like she's like yeah he visited my primary school which is like an elementary school uh-huh. like he visited and she shook his hand i said what was he like he said he was big it's like yeah well then like, i can see that if you're in if you're a little girl i can see how that makes sense but uh but yeah so um yeah So yeah I, like iddy you know i mean i don't like the stuff I, I haven't there's people in my life that i've kind of been exposed to i'm like oh like i need i want to arrive to it from an independent thought and perspective as opposed to because a lot of things in life you kind of just you've only heard through other people's opinions on what they sure. think. so i kind of wanted to really educate myself on that um when i got when i got some time and so yeah but yeah
0: did you do it or you haven't yet
1: I haven't yeah, I've like I know stuff. Like if I watch Last King of Scotland, I'm like, yeah, that's that's a director's point of view. Sure. You know I mean that's sure. the that's the narrator's point of view about, it, you know. So yeah. it's that like kinda go, I kinda go, I take that, but I, I how can I have an opinion on Idi Amin if I've watched a film or read a couple articles or heard a couple stories? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I've just stumbled across. You know, as opposed to purposely go. Oh, I want to grow more about this. I want to learn more about this. But yeah. Well, so
0: did your your mother left before she could really have a, a an assessment of his of his leadership or what he did to the country? How old was she when she left?
1: She um, I don't know how old. She, yeah, no, she left just before I was born.
0: So oh, just really? Just before I was
1: born, she left. Yeah. So um, what yeah, did she, she leave? Did she
0: run away, or did she just want to move? I don't know. I think it was a this, a light jog. It was a lie. <laughs> she just was like,
1: I bet mean, she was late for the plane. Is what happened. So she was like, she was oh, like, let yeah. me jog, let me jog my way to the airport. Uh, <laughs> okay, like yeah. uh, whilst well, pregnant. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah, no, she just wanted a, wanted a more opportunities. She just wanted more for me. Oh yeah, she wanted more for her family. And and she just decided, yeah, let's go. And um,
0: what did she do when you were going up for work? She like she works with kids. She was huh. special needs kids. So, oh really? So she, she did that. Yeah, she's got great energy. She must be proud of you.
1: She's cool, man. She's like, she's she's tough. She's tough. Like everything. Like I got it was my birthday a few weeks ago, and then she was sent me a birthday card and was like, was like, "Yo, it's amazing." And she never congratulate me without saying, "I hope you know what's next." Question mark <laughs> or, or like, we're looking forward to seeing what's next. Question
0: mark. Oh, oh, the pressure. You always
1: keep. I wouldn't even, you know what it is? I used to feel it was pressure. Mark. Yeah. But now I'm just like, you know what? It's the truth. Because like a lot of times you get these kind of instances and it's not, it's not necessarily the thing. If anything comes quickly, it's not the thing. I mm-hmm. mean, it's like, it's like, all right, cool. So like when people ask me before I Oscar nominated and that, I was like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a master's. You know what I mean? Sure. It's, yeah. n- it's yeah. like you get a master's. It's not like you've completed life because you've got a master's. What are you going to do with it? Right. I you mean, know, how are you right. going to use it? That's how I see these like checkpoints yeah. in, in my life. I go, oh, wow, this is an incredible. This fact is coming now. There's a Master P quote. He said, if this white man thinks I'm worth one million, then I'm at least worth 10. And I see that as the same principle going, oh, wow, if this has come to me now, then what else can I get? Interesting. I you mean, know, what else is there? So, and I think that's a mentality that she really um, instilled in me. I think that's that's like my sentence because of, she's just like, is there more?
0: yeah you know don't, don't settle
1: you, are, are you able to grow yeah it's like, it's like it's like are you a bigger tree uh-huh like you don't like are you gonna go this is is this my height are yeah. you a bigger tree you're never gonna tell a tree stop growing mm-hmm. you know saying? how big a tree, how big can you grow the tree grows really big yeah at a certain point you know to go oh well you're big enough yeah you're, just, you're, you're going at your own
0: yeah you know eventually you say uh, I we could build a house out of this
1: yeah exactly i'm gonna chop it down
0: <laughs> i.e capitalism exactly there you go we can spread this tree out without it being alive yeah yeah let's make some paper let's yeah, make hit. some money a lot of paper uh, make it, exactly. let's
1: cut this tree and make some money um so uh, yeah so it's that it's
0: interesting what you say about Edie amin in terms of trying to find a point of view on him for yourself because it it, it strikes me that i i barely knew the fred hampton story you know i, I I, I knew uh, like when I watched a movie, I'm like, oh, I, I've, I know this story kind of I remember this, but I had no specifics of it. Mm. And I wonder, you know, you know, like, how did you inform yourself or, or make his experience your experience in the way that you were satisfied in terms of taking him on? That's a really interesting question. Can, I, can, I, can, I, can you say it, that again? Like, what, in what sense do you? Well, mean, I, say, I mean, in the um, sense that, like, in the way that you were just talking about Edie, like, you know, you hear a lot of stories, you read a lot, of, you know, mm. is that you know, but you you don't really necessarily know if you have your own opinion of him or or know mm. enough about him to talk about him from your own point of view. But mm-hmm. it seems like in order to play Fred Hampton, that you would have to really absorb a lot in order to, you know, become him from from internally. And I was just mm-hmm. wondering, you know, where did that start and how did you do that? Because now, whether you like it or not, you're going to be intrinsically, you know, tied to Fred Hampton in the sense in the cultural mind, because a lot of people don't know that story. A lot of young people don't know that story. And you're going to be their point of reference. And it's interesting. Mm-hmm. You did you did a, a great job, I thought. And and I, I was just curious, given the way you think and, and your sort of uh, um, your passion for the present, you know, how did you start the work on that? It's, it's
1: it's scary work yeah from being honest with you it's uh to because i think what you're hinting on is that you will get to a point where you'll have to make a decision mm-hmm. and go this is this is this is it and this is as much as i know at this, this point this is the guy and then we're going to move forward and you know what i mean and we're going to have to move forward in a certain direction i think because uh, shaka king the director of Judas, incredible director he like he I remember he mentioned that the Black Panther had a reading list, so I asked him for the reading list. So in order to be a fully fledged Panther, you needed to go on six weeks of political education. So I had this reading list. I was reading the reading list before, way before shoot, and I was just taking it in before the green light. I was just kind of let me. Do, I would I wanted to read it anyway.
0: Like what was so I was
1: reading it? It was like Chairman Mao, uh, Marcus Garvey, uh, Franz Fanon, uh, a lot of um, communist, uh-huh. left wing fascinating teachings yeah. and, and strategies and outlooks and ideas and mm-hmm. concepts and perspectives. Interesting. And I was just, I do we just taking all that stuff in and, uh, and then like Malcolm X is on it as well. Malcolm X, Biography. And, and I was taking all that stuff in and I was like, Oh, I got to a point where I, I can't stop being in my head about it. Yeah. I, I was reading it in order to kind of, I don't want to look at the Panthers and at and Fred. I wanted to look with, Panthers and with Chairman Friend, but I get to a point where you are gonna have to step up and embody him, no, no, you yeah. Know? Be that vessel for him and look at him as an individual and do the words and and, and go for the voice. Mm. And um and yeah, so you, you start that and then Shaka did an incredible job, like by pushing me. I think a year before the shoot, we did the speeches. He did we did his actual speeches. A year, uh, a year before the shoot, wow. we did his actual wow. speeches. And when I hadn't done any dialect work, I hadn't done anything. It was just a guesstimate. And then um and we did that and then uh, we recorded it, and it was a lot. It was so important. I, I think it took me a month to watch it back because it was really, I was kind of I was nervous. Mm. But no, I was nervous. I just knew the minute I watched it, I'll start working. I'll start going, that's not, I want to just fine tune that. I want to fine tune this. This doesn't sound like him. This doesn't sound like him. But it was so important to do it. And then watching it, it was like, it was never as bad as I thought it was going to be. I mean, and then you just kind of go, all right, cool. This is manageable. And then we just built from there. But yeah, and then with, with Audrey LeCrone, incredible dialect coach did a lot of work in looking at his speeches and X, Y, Z, and I took myself to Chicago, went to Maywood, went to his hometown, um, uh, went to these old schools and his old homes, all these, all these places. And it was, it's like, it's like a treasure hunt. You don't actually know what you're looking for. Yeah. you know, you like, you don't know. You just know, I want to be in a space. I want to be in an environment that allows me to think in a certain way. You know what I'm saying? That allows me to make decisions and grow something and move me right? cellularly, move me and spiritually move me in his his space. Because I would look at his speeches and go, I want to move an audience the way I feel moved by him.
0: Were you able to understand the the social and political momentum and message of of the Panthers in in, in terms of truly believing them? I think I,
1: I believed it beforehand. (laughs) like <laughs> exactly. I just, didn't, yeah. I just didn't, I just didn't have those words. I didn't yeah. have those. I was, I wasn't exposed to that material, but I knew. Now, nav- being a young black man navigating a Western society, man, in a majority white space most times, there is a, there is a frustration, especially if you love yourself, especially if you respect yourself. There is a frustration of the resistance that you get from that. You know what I mean? And like you, you, and it, it creates a, mm, you know, what I mean, it creates yeah. an energy yeah. that that. I feel the Panther Party represented. Yeah. So when me taking that in, it allowed me to. It was almost soothing to me. Yeah. It was like it felt yeah. made me feel less crazy. Made me feel like yeah, like I don't feel like I'm um wild to be in a world commanding what my spirit is. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not like I'm just I'm just being what I am. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not even what it's like that it's the audacity for people to believe that it's theirs to give to me. Yeah. You know I mean, how can you yeah. give that to me? Yeah. How, like, it's like, it's, I am that. If, and, that, and, that and, and so they, and they, they embodied that. They had the words for that. They had this, the, the, the kind of strategies and the plans for that. And they did it through feeding kids. Do you know what I'm saying? Feeding kids with a breakfast program, with educate, educating kids with like free medical care. yeah you know what I mean? In Chicago yeah. with like with all the number and with the rainbow coalition, it was just like, it was a, a level of empowerment. So it was just like, Oh wow. They, this already happened. My feelings already happened. People already did it. it. It's just deepened what was already there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's how I felt. It just, it's, it's, more in my body. It's more in my, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, right. it's like, yeah. it's like,
1: it shows how dangerous fear can be. Right. And people are scared. When people, these people are scared. Yeah. These people are petrified. And it's dressed as hate. It's yeah. dressed as hate. But it's, it's the, 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 the naked body is fear that's probably what is opened not opened deepened i know this it's not something that i'm like i'm like i've like learned it's yeah. like something navigating really navigating and really in london really occupying the black spaces and it's probably it's, it's, and it's you know england's a white country so it's it's quite pronounced over there with that discrepancy but probably in a more subtle polite way that um um the oppression but it's um, but yeah, it's uh, you 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 know what what they what's possible and what they can do, if if fear takes in if fear takes the driving seat, right? I'm very, I know everything is possible if fear takes the driving
0: seat. Yeah, I, I like I just recently have become more in the last five years, the difference between the 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 sort of class system and also be, between you know colonialism and slavery being the foundation. Of of the racism in the two different countries, like I, I you know I don't know that I why I would never have, I just I guess I didn't grow up understanding colonialism or really taking in the the damage that that sort of reaped on the whole thing.
1: Yeah, because you know British are great. Their their branding budget in terms of racism is amazing. So it's like <laughs> like um so <laughs> they make you feel like. <laughs> I mean, you feel like that ain't really happening. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's not really happening, you know? God, it's God, it's Christianity. It's, yeah, this it's that boom, read this book, and it's yeah. God, this and this, and listen to this, and this, yeah. and that, yeah. Yeah, 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 We just want we just want all yeah, everything. We want everything. We want yeah. everything. I, we'll give you independence. We'll give yeah. you independence. You're independent, you're independent, yeah. but we control everything. Right. everything. are independent. Yeah. You know, no, 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 no. You're, free, you're free you're free it was in the 60s you're free so it's it's like um and and so yeah it's there's a uh, i'm i speak english you know what i mean so it's uh it's uh you speak english you know and yeah. you're not in england you know that's there's a lot happening you know what I mean? yeah. that's in plain sight <laughs> you know i mean it's like uh, <laughs> so it's uh it's just like you gotta just look and yes. go look yes. what we're doing you know what i mean it's like um and and yeah that's the the power of of that Way level of thinking and how deep the intention is, yeah. from that space. The and empire runs time. deep, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that, and then I think true revolution is internally revolting that, yeah, internally. Yeah. You're know saying and going, No, 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 I don't buy by that, I don't buy by that, I don't buy but You, in order to revolt, you got to see it. And some things you, you, some things you think that is empire that is actually you, you look at it as you, yeah, but it's actually something that is. is used to yeah. control you internally so you keep on so I'm firm believer but in, in a inner a revolution, inner evolution. You know what I'm saying? In order to kind of just be yourself. It's an
0: occupier in your body. And you have it's to a accept, host a host yeah, you're, you're hosting like with, you're a, a hosting. virus. Yeah.
1: It's the real pandemic, my guy. Colonization.
0: I, yeah, I I agree. But uh how was it with how did you get along with Lakeith? Good? Yeah, <laughs> no, Lakeith's cool man.
1: Lakeith's cool. I Me and been from we go way back now. You do. I mean, we, yeah, we met him. I met him just before we shot Get Out.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Just before we shot Get Out, I saw him at Sundance, and then, and yeah, we just we just on this. We kind of like have these really, kind of. I feel like we're on the same journey. Oh, yeah, we, kind of times where we meet and we're doing something random. Remember we was like doing like a mon like monologue for like South African kids, like like yeah. the Rays chariot at Carnegie Hall, but we was in the same dressing room. Do you know what I'm saying? It was like yeah. you have these kind of moments, and like wow this has happened. Wow. This has happened. So Get Out and Judas are are two very um, significant moments.
0: It's like, I found his character to be, you know, the, the idea of selfishness and, and self-preservation versus community and, uh, and community preservation. It was like, I thought it was, I thought it was a really smart script, man.
1: Yeah. No, it's it was really intelligently written by Shaka King and and will burst and then the lucas brothers is there it was their idea you i know, know those this? guys yeah of course yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's there it was their idea and um it was it was such an interesting way to get into it and really really kind of see chairman's politics in debate and in conflict with the fbi ideology and lakeith being lakeith o'neill being a host for that ide- ideology yeah. you know so it's um uh in that sense, it was you can kind of understand more about, you know, I always say that in order to see who Chairman Fred is, you got to show who he isn't. Yeah. And that's like the point of um, William O'Neill in this film. Is right. To, it's to amplify Chairman Fred.
0: Right. Did you talk? Were you able to talk to his family at all?
1: Yeah. 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 So the Chicago trip, I went to the Chicago trip in order to talk to the family. Couldn't on that trip because of legal stuff and politics and stuff like that. And we went. A few weeks later, with Dominique Fishback, who plays Deborah Johnson, Mama Kua in the film, and all the producers and Shaka and um, and Will, and uh, we went there. And yeah, man, like we sat down and we had an eight hour meeting. <laughs> yeah, and that was interesting with Chairman Fred Jr. Um, and Mama Kua, and it was just I amusing. Mean, the Hampton home mm. and. Uh, and it was intense. It was intense. It was asking us a lot of questions, but more asking us about who we are as people and what's our intentions really? for this, really? this job and what then what's to not this job is to tell the story and what's our intentions in terms of like in art, like what's your why, why do you make art? Why do people make art? Wow. You know, so it was very um it was a, uh, you had to I had to you had to dig deep and just <laughs> be honest. Yeah. You had to be honest. And, uh, and I really respected it because he's just like, well, if you're flipping playing Chairman Fred, I, I need to know who you are. I want to know who
0: you are. So, that was his son? It was his son, yeah. And uh, did you walk away from that feeling? Did you guys feel good about it? Yeah, I felt cool. Like, yeah.
1: I, I felt yeah. cool. I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily assume that if you meet someone once, they're like, oh, yeah, the best buddies. Or, no, it's right, cool, right. He, so he, so he, is he. It, I was just going to go, yeah, like, he kind of I came out. Of it. I, I was honest. Yeah, I was just honest. I was me. <laughs> I was just like, this is me. This is right. where I'm at. This is my wife. This is yeah, and then like, and then he took us to a couple areas in Chicago. And then we um, and then yeah, we've kept in we've kept in touch. So yeah, me that's, and Chairman speak quite regularly. So that's cool.
0: Like it would have fucking like you know outside of like the like now I feel like an asshole for even asking you about the Golden Globes in light of the life experience you were given because of this. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: John, John no, it's not. I don't think you're an asshole, bro. I don't think you are an asshole, but it's, that's what I'm trying to say. A lot of times it's like. You know what it is? I think I said it in the speech. It's like when you give everything to something, you're just free. So it's like it's kind of like it's not even like I don't care. It's just like you, you can't like Yeah, like right. the stuff that the stuff that I, I couldn't I can't open up, but the stuff I saw and the stuff that happened after it, mm. in terms of like like the cost that it takes on your body to play someone like that, to be a vessel for someone like that in the way that I did it is a yeah. huge cost. It's not yeah. a joke. But this process deep made me deeply respect acting more, and deeply respect the process more, because it's no joke. So it's that kind of thing where, like, when you get awarded, you kind of like you're happy, but you know it's just you just know the cost. You just know the cost. So it's just a different. You're just looking at it at a completely different point of view. Because I'm just like, there's a real, there's a real. I know there's a real cost here. You know what I mean? And, and so it's the. And also, yeah, like that experience and the people you meet is i just find that incredible do you what do you, when, you,
0: when you say cost like what in respect i mean you 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 did a great job you know you did a great job but what what specifically you what the cost is what it took you through emotionally
1: emotionally i had some health issues at the end oh really some health issues. so it's that thing where like i had to i had to look at that and like pick myself back up like
0: um so what from exhaustion um, or
1: yeah. A lot of things. You know okay. I mean, it was like a, it was like a lot of things. It was a real, you know, a real shutdown. So hmm. it, when you, when you, when you are in that space, you're just like, Oh wow. Like, like this is the tax. This is the cost. This is huh. the cost. So when something's really expensive, you really want to, you're like, wow, this is really expensive. Do you know what hmm. I mean? And so it's just like, whatever you get from it, you're like, wow, no, I know. I know. I know the real value. Yeah. Like, I know the real cost of, yeah going in that direction so it's 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 almost like a it's a humbling experience like winning a golden globe because you're just yeah. like okay cool like okay i get it it's just that but i i had to live it you know yeah. and I'm, I'm just not gonna right. i'm not gonna it, 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 when you have those experiences and you give your all and you give all of your heart you're liberated from the opinions of others outside of you it's it, it just it's it's amazing and you kind of go wow i'm grateful that even like like yo like i'm gonna go out there and more people are gonna watch judas because I won a golden globe or got nominated for an Oscar and the Keith got nominated for Oscar, the film got nominated for an Oscar. Like that's amazing. But then you're just like, you just, you're just operating on a different, in different. Right. You're right.
0: Because yeah, if you go in, what would you say? If you put, if you go with all your heart, you're free. I like that because you, you know, you have to be conscious of that. You know, like that's something you have to learn about yourself and appreciate because you might miss that too. Right. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's interesting, it's like it's it's the fear is giving your heart. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like you how many times has fear stopped you from giving all of your heart? So it stopped you from actually tasting true freedom. Interesting. You know, and like the true freedom is really still, is really silent, it's really, it just is. Like it's just like going to club win, it just is something bad happens, just is. You know what I mean? It's like it's just like boom. It just is. And so, but it's like you when you give everything, you taste that, you taste reality. You don't taste other people's triggers. You don't taste perception. You don't taste judgment. You don't taste. you just taste reality. You go, this is what it is. They just given this. These body of people have given me an award for something they have seen. That's nice. <laughs> that's quite a kind thing to do. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and that's not to downplay it. It's not no, to know, downplay it. It's not downplay it, but it's just like, you have just gone on a journey and you've given all this, like this, my heart, bro, my spirit, like, is it's all of me? Yeah.
0: Is this this it's a spiritual spiritual idea? Is this something that do you, do you like? Do you have a practice that enabled you to see things this way? In what sense? Like a meditation practice, a Buddhist practice, because it just or or you know a, a no, God no, practice. No,
1: just, no, I just that's how I, that's you just how feel I see it. Things. I just feel it like yeah. it's just the truth. I felt that when I when I did plays back in the day, when I did plays back in the day, and I did this play, I played a boxer. They called Sucker Punch at the Royal Court. Yeah, I played a boxer, and um, I trained for three months, and I lost like forty two pounds in three months. Uh-huh. And I was playing a lightweight boxer, and then the last show, uh, I remember I was like the lines is where do I go? What do I do? And then I was there, and I was looking at everyone, and I was just thinking, and I just like literally broke down on stage. But it actually worked for the scene, so it was all right. But as you're just looking at everyone, and you're like, I really cared what everyone thought. Mm. Like, I really cared. Yeah. And I'll like, and just look at people, and they're going to write their reviews, and I'm like, you didn't do three-minute planks with me. <laughs> you didn't, you just, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, how can you, like, you're not equipped to, to even capture this. Yeah. Like, not even, like, in a kind of, like, in an in a ego. It's just like, bro, I really give you my body. I give you everything. Yeah. How, how can you, how can you put that into words? Just say, and it was, I was free. I looked at everyone. I was like, everyone, it's whatever, man. How people feel is whatever. Like I want, I want people to have a good time. I want them to connect. I want audiences to like, to trust me as a person that's going to like give a, a nice vibe of a story and learn something new and interesting. And like, but it's just that kind of going, wow. Like when you give your all, you're just like, man, yeah. you take it up and you're just like but then i realized before i really believed that i'm like right, this director means this and this this that and this reviewer means this and this position means that and when you give everything up, bow, all that goes right you don't even look at it anymore
0: yeah I, I i i can understand that and i and i and i do like i have felt that before but you know you're fortunate to feel it where have you felt that when have you felt that like I believe that that last special I did, you know, after doing comedy for thirty five, forty years, was the best thing I ever did. I could see my entire life's work in it. You know, I've been doing stand up since I was in my early twenties, and I think that's sh- that special I did last year with my uh, girlfriend at the time, directing, was really the best work I'd done, and I, and it felt I could let it go. You know, like I, I, you know, I, I, I saw that, you know, I was in it, and that, and I worked hard for it, and I was, you know, and I. My heart was all in it, and uh, and I and I accepted that. I didn't look at it and go like, ah, why did I do that, or how come I could have? It, it was the first time that I was like, you know, that's that's great work.
1: What do you feel shifted in you? Why, what? What do you feel shifted in you for you to even allow yourself to give that much of your heart?
0: Well, well, some of it had to do with that woman, and uh, and then what was it about the woman that you felt safe? Yeah, yeah, we you know we were partners for a while, you know. Uh, it was, we were in, involved. Um, uh, we were. You know, she, she passed away about a, about oh, a man. year ago, and so, so like that was there, but also the gift that she gave me in terms of believing in myself as a performer. Like I spent a lot of time beating the shit out of myself and doing a type of comedy that was aggressive and angry. Mm. Still is a little bit, but I think there was something about her in my life at that time, that grounded me in something, right? And that opened my heart. So now, you know, in, in light of that, to keep it open, I just did another movie a few months ago where I really kind of like, you know, like you said, I, I sort of honored the acting and, and really, you know, f- tried to figure out what was great about it and what I was... would And I went all in, you know. I, I You know, I did a dialect. I did a guy that wasn't innately me. It, it wasn't, you know... I wasn't getting you know, I was I couldn't just autopilot it. I really had to do the work. And I and I felt better about it. I feel I feel really like like something moved in my heart. And I'm not completely comfortable with that, but I, I kind of understand what you're saying.
1: I'm really happy that you got to that place though. <laughs> you know I mean, because it's it's the thing is about that place it's not supposed to be comfortable. Yeah. That's how you find true comfort. Mm. You know, it's that like, it's like you kind of feel like, oh, they kind of teach you and condition you to feel like everything should feel comfortable in order to grow to your tallest height as a tree. Right. Yeah. No, you got to have some rain. It's got to come. Sure. Some, some birds got to come and, and like eat your yeah. bark or something like that. This stuff has got to happen and it's uncomfortable growing. You know yeah. What I'm saying? It's uncomfortable being free. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah.
0: And keeping your heart open, buddy. Yeah. But being free is comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's over. Yeah. It's a, yeah, no. Yeah. That's true. I don't think understanding that type of freedom yeah, you, know, you can talk about that as a word, but you know, if it's personal, it's in your heart. It's tricky business. You know, you you want to try to get it done before you go down. You know what I mean? We do that with down where? What do you mean? Dead. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But then you will come back. You will come back, and you have
1: to figure out again. This is a whole <laughs> game, man. This is a whole like. So the computer game's got that idea from. If you didn't figure out freedom, all right, here you go back again. Yeah, similar yes. coordinates, similar things, Here you go, boom, boom, bam. bam you got to figure this out. I uh-huh. think that. You just gotta figure it if I think you gotta figure things out.
0: Did you guys really shoot that last the the assassination on the uh, on the anniversary of his assassination? We
1: shot the the poisoning the poisoning scene, we shot that on the 50th anniversary of his assassination, yeah. Um so yeah, that wasn't that was Mark. I've never experienced a day like that. Where like my emotions took over my day. Like wow. it was like I'm usually kind of like put me to a side yeah. when I'm I'm working. And then, like, but my emotions and how I felt about Chairman Fred and how I felt about what happened really came came to the fore and, and for Lakeith in a real way as well. So, um, yeah, and we did the speech. Me and Shaka did a speech at the beginning of the day and just honouring him and just realising that 50 years later, this man still is bringing people together. You wow. know what I'm saying? In this one room in Cleveland. It's like God, it's in, like his, God. in his house, in a mock-up of his house, 50 years later, you know, and I'm sitting, standing here dressed as Chairman Fred. It's a very surreal... And then when I was doing a scene... Um, there's the bit when I was doing the scene, and like uh, he has to decide about prison, XYZ. And so that, I mean, the, I was resisting to the emotions that I was feeling. Then I realized that, like, you just got to accept it and use it. It's the truth of what's happening. Oof. You got to go lean into it. So a lot of that was part of that the, the the kind of intensity of that day
0: it's but it's like when you have something to honor when you're actually engaged in like it's a very rare experience but there's a it, there, there's almost a ritual element to it that you guys were so aware of that and you were summoning something and you were getting closure and moving forward at the same time uh, in this space of this anniversary and you know it's it, what a rare and uh amazing day that is to make that that's show. what i'm gonna say
1: it's like this stuff like and like what a day that, like, to experience those kinds of emotions, to even just be aligned, to be on that path. Yeah. That you are in a mock-up of his house. Yeah. The day of his 50th yeah. anniversary, yeah. filming that scene. Unbelievable. You're just like, you had an experience that you just can't, you can't buy. You yeah. can't purchase. You can't, you just have to be it. It's great. And, and it, that is just like, it's incredible. That, it was, it was, it, looking back, is incredible,
0: and I feel really blessed to be a part of. So were you always... A, a serious actor or how when how you've been acting a long time like since you were a yeah. kid?
1: Yeah, since I was like thirteen, I got into it. Thirteen improv, my, someone like improv a told my comedy. Mom, uh, yeah, like I got into comedy first. I was doing comedy. I was doing comedy back in the day. I did a lot of comedy shows, a lot of comedy skits. I used to do sketches mm-hmm. on um, on YouTube, like I used to do musical parodies. I used to do all of that stuff. Like majority of my career before Sicario was um, comedy. And, um, and like, um, and so, yeah. And, and, and then so improv in improv is like the, the biggest reaction you would get is sometimes you would make kids laugh. It was, a, it was this place called Anna Share, and basically you pay five pounds and you, you go, you go, and there's just kids that are from estates as well. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of go there and it's like for underprivileged kids and you go there and you kind of like, um, you have this big stage and was looking at you and it's like me and you mark doing a scene. Yeah. The teacher goes first line. Why did you do that? Yeah. And then you gotta go. Right. A Thirteen year old doing that is petrifying. <laughs> and if you're rubbish, if you're crap, yeah, yeah, they just laugh at you or yeah. they'll text or they'll get bored. It's kids watching. Yeah, you. yeah. But it was such an incredible training ground because they were honest. Right. They were like, "We don't think you're that interesting." Right. You know what I'm saying? And like, you gotta do something. interesting. So I realized that, like, and I I was a joker at school, but I, it took a while before I could really be able to feel confident in bringing that funny element that comedic element into improv. And then so I did that. And then um You did yeah, you actually
0: like, did like uh TV shows, like sketch shows and stuff, right? Yeah, I did Harry and Paul. I did Mitchell and Webb. Is there did, a uh, rule in England that you have to name a sketch show after two guys or how's
1: that's that's the I think that's a mandate. I think that's the law. <laughs> it's two white men. Have to, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how it is. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Boris so, Boris and Tony.
0: Yeah. So that's all your experience was in comedy. That's a trip, man. Because Sicario, I love that movie. I've w- I watched it a lot. Thank you. And you were great. I love in that it. film as well. Thank you. Because like I'm a guy as well who has spent his life in comedy, and like I'm doing serious roles. And like, what is what was your first experience with that coming out of comedy? Because for me, my comedy is pretty serious, but I can be funny. But I'm I'm pretty serious, and I'm pretty you know. Uh, uh, emotional and like when I started to do it, feel comfortable with it. It was sort of a relief to not be funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what it is? It's like it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Is like I remember uh, I was nineteen. I did this sh- show called Psychoville. Amazing show. Like, did you watch um the League of Gentlemen? Have you ever watched that? This British show, League of Gentlemen, kind of surreal comedy, kind of. I know. I didn't, so, I didn't watch it. The yeah. guys that Steve Pemberton, Rishi Smith, Mark Gatiss wrote it as well. And then uh, and uh, I was, yeah, and then like. Um they did Steven Reese did the show called Cycleville. I did Cycleville when I was like 19. It was a comedy show, like kind of like a horror comedy show. It's really funny, really interesting. And then uh and then there was I was 19 doing it, and the director Matt Lipsey was doing a scene. Like, this is how surreal it is. Yeah. I was like trying to get some keys off these Siamese twins in yeah. the van.
0: Sure. And happens. then like yeah. one of them
1: woken up and I had to kiss him. Yeah. It, it was the whole and then like, and then it's doing that, and then I think I did a line and I did it in a certain way and I, it didn't ring true to me but I, I just did it and he pulled me to the side and Matt pulled me to the side and said Daniel and literally said something that would change my life forever Daniel never played a funny always played the truth and he just walked away yeah it was like a boom that's a a foundation yeah. like no matter what the script is is or what the genre is if I'm playing the truth yeah. and the, the writer's truth and the perspective's truth then yeah. so I did this this show called The Fades which is a credible writer Jack Fawn. And the, the character is really funny. He's like this geeky guy. Yeah. He's really funny. Yeah. On paper, you're like laughing out loud, but he doesn't, a lot of funny people don't think they're funny. They're just being honest. You know what I'm saying? And there's like, and so he's just saying the lines in a really truthful way allows the audience to find it funnier, is how I felt like. So that's, so then pivoting out into more serious or doing more serious stuff. Um, it's kind of both disciplines help each other because when you're doing dramatic things, you are more in tune with rhythm and timing you that you understand the importance of rhythm and timing for story point purposes to, to hit a certain way so a beat can hit a certain way because in comedy it's all it's all about rhythm and timing so it's that kind of like and so that would help that and then your truth thing would help your serious stuff and help your comedy stuff which is cuz serious is all about truth and it will help your comedy stuff and this is that and the other so i always had like kind of different avenues because in, when i did improv i would just go I would just challenge myself. So a lot of my improv sometimes was serious. I would just challenge myself. You could just play and go, what am I scared of? What haven't I done? Like, go there, just do that. Boom. Just do that in that way. Just do that in that way and take the scene a certain way. So I, I, I I like diversifying, like the, I would call them
0: flows, like skill sets. and that. Sure. And also like, I think a lot of like what I have learned over from doing comedy, from doing improv, I would imagine too, is that you really learn how to own your space, on stage or on screen or in a scene i think that timing what you're talking about that sort of being grounded in what you're doing in your own honesty and taking your time is something that you're very good at and something that's necessary
1: thank you but you know what it is just like i see that with olivia Coleman, because i don't know if you know about oh, olivia colman Jesus, like you know so her, good. you know her back, you know her background is comedy no,
0: right. Yeah, sure that makes sense yeah
1: yeah so she like she's using this really but she was in mitchell and webb as well yeah. she was in in that show about two white men with you and then like and then and then it's, yeah. i actually i met her at 18 and she gave me the most amazing advice at 18 and we shared a car which was say? so lovely <laughs> she was i was deciding whether i was going to drama school or working doing this acting thing yeah and i didn't have i didn't really no one in my life was doing acting so i yeah. didn't really have anyone to turn to right to ask for advice about what what should i do with my life i was 18 i like and everyone was telling me to go to school and she weighed up the options and was like, it sounds like you want to just do it. And I know that's this, like, it's scary because everyone thinks you're going to mess up, but you can always go back. And I was like, yeah. And then I'll never forget that. She was so amazing. But anyway, Olivia, she's like, "What?" when you see like someone like Tyrannosaur, have you watched Tyrannosaur? That was the first time I saw her do serious work. So Paddy Considine film and Peter Mullins in it. It's like, a, like an indie in England and then like so anyway she, she's doing that and then I realized that like her comedy what happens is is that you know the pockets yeah you just know the pockets right and then when you transfer that that understanding because if you're in a funny scene you just know the pocket like you know like you look at a scene and go what's the funniest thing about this scene all right cool right cool. how can I make that hit yeah sometimes it's not your line how can I gotta make that hit I need to hit it like oh and yeah. boom yeah. I'm saying? It's like that. so it's that kind of so with when she's when i see her going to the drama space she just knows the pockets like she just knows the pockets and that's i think you learn. like you just have to take it because you have to make someone laugh objectively away from you but you can't find that
0: funny and you have to find a pocket but the pocket has to do with how the character fits i mean it's a definition of character right because yeah Cause I just watched her in uh, I just watched Fleabag again, and she's like yeah. a genius in that. Yeah, and yeah. and it's a completely horrific comedic character the the insecurity of it, and you know <laughs> the self involvement of it, but it's to, she plays it completely straight, and it's like yeah. just brutal comedy that thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it keeps it real, and keep yeah, and yeah. knows the nose to pocket that will be the the funniest version of real it's it's just something you can't you just go i see olivia i'm like oh she just gets it she just gets it. I, I i think she's delicious it's like when she acts i think i find it delicious and she's you grew amazing. up
0: looking at watching her right because she was on a lot of television right then she's, she's on still?
1: tv yeah she was on peep show this show called peep show yeah by by mitchell and webb and then like and it was really it was uh she was just so funny in it and really really like she was a leading lady in it and, and it was just like it was so amazing to see her pivot and 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 now become this big star, but it's um. But yeah, so you, there's a lot of people that you grew up just watching and go, oh yeah, like yeah, they were yeah. about, and they were like they were like Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman is, I think Martin Freeman is the king of pockets. Like I think he's like he, he's create like. So they, I would say him like he's almost like a lot. There's so many. He's got so many sons. <laughs> yeah, he's got so many sons <laughs> and so many daughters. His performance in the office, yeah, yeah, has so many sons and so many daughters. Yeah. Like, because every and like him and Sherlock, he just knows how to hit it, yeah. like he just hits it, bro. And it's just like, and it's just about, it's just, and it's like he's, it's like it's not happening and he's st- still telling the story, but he's still, and when you actually engage with him, yeah, it's like when it's like, you know what Martin Freeman's like, it's like when you're watching a game and yeah. you see a player and then they're, they're doing their thing and you go, Oh, yeah, no, it's cool, it's ticking. And then when you watch him, You're like, this guy's incredible. But (laughs) when the game's happening, you can't really see what's happening. But like, yeah, he's got, like, I think everyone is like, so many comedies, like, how people deliver, especially men, how white men deliver their lines is a result of a Martin Freeman idea. You know what I'm saying? It's like, he just went, bow, bow, bow in the office and he does this way and then everyone is, everyone just took it and ran with it. I think I said it, to, I met him. I said, I said it to him. I think he, he was a bit drunk. So I don't know if he remembered. but, yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, so I, 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 I find in pockets. They took just, the drive
0: shaft of Martin. They took the, you know, the, the engine and yeah, then they, yeah. they, 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 worked it into their own engine.
1: Yeah. It an all. on, but if the, the people are just by osmosis, by like subconsciously yeah. inspired by what he's doing there, do you know what I'm saying? it's like, because he, because really and truly Ricky Gervais is the funny man. David Brent's the funny, funny man. Like, and like, Martin's character has the story in the office. Do you know what I'm saying he has the story. It's kind of like Josh, um, John Krasinski in in the American. Like that guy, that character, same character, has a story. Yeah, but he, you know like, yeah,
0: he's one of those slow burn guys, and he like he really kind of his he takes his time, and you know he you know he lets things sit. It's you know, it's it's owning that space, man. It's very confident. It's yeah.
1: very confident. You have to be very confident in what you do in order to go i know this is a comedy i'm still gonna play it in this way (laughs) it's it's an audacious position that's why i respect it i caught that in sicario again i was on sicario and it was all of them they were just like audacious they were like nothing less benicia would be just cutting lines less 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 and then i was like wow I, i didn't understand it Cause I thought they were like, ah, are they cheating. this is like, this is like, but it's that thing where like, it's just like you, you know, just distill it to what actually matters. And then, but to do that in a comedy is like very difficult with your instinct is to go, I want to make the crew laugh. You know what I mean? it's like, and, and it's right. just like, no, the audience will laugh when the situation is funnier. And how was know? the,
0: was that, what was the process like with Jordan?
1: Jordan? It's amazing because Jordan's like comes from an improv background. Yeah. I you know? know. So yeah, it yeah, was like, it, yeah. it was so, it was it like, we just kind of get it we just yeah. get each other and like on set you can kind of be loose with it and like and go yo this isn't working and we are both confident that we'll find something new right in the, and like we'll be doing a take and it wouldn't and we don't know what is going to work and we just try it out in the take you know what right. i mean it's like it's just that it's, it's kind of like i just very much from the same school of thinking in terms of how so I you guys
0: improvised it. a lot
1: Yeah, there was a lot of improv. And with Alison as well, well, Alison contributed a lot. She's got improvisation background as well. So it was like a lot of improv and a lot of like, like even like the give me the keys scene was like improvised. That was like in the moment. Like we kind of it was a whole scene and we kind of took it out to bare bones. And it was just like give me the keys and we did that. And and then like, and there was a couple other scenes that a couple other moments are just improv and made up in the moment. And um, and Jordan is, yeah, he's just like he gets it. He's like,
0: he, he, but he's an, he's an actor. Yeah, but also he had like, he. I think he had such a specific vision of what that movie was going to look like that you guys had space. So he knew exactly yes. what the space he was providing and how it was yeah. all going to fit. Those people who can direct like that who know that no matter what's going on on set, they're editing it in their head as they go along. So they, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they have the freedom to take those chances.
1: Yeah. And I don't think it just gave me space. And for me, it was like, cause the story was so strong. The writing was right. so strong that it kind of allowed me to really practice the, like the art of refinement, like yeah. to have, give a really refined minimalist performance so that when it does go tits up, goes fucking crazy at the end, you, it's more pronounced because it was so suppressed right well you did that and his you did that and business.
0: you did the martin thing you kind of let it you just
1: bro it's where, like my inspo is like there's a couple people that i'm like yo, i like the way i see him i see his music though i see a lot of people go i just like his flow
0: yeah i like yeah. his
1: flow like christopher Walken. i was thinking the other day christopher Walken. i see him like snoop dog there's yeah. no one like him yeah yeah, yeah. there's no one like because you can't even you can't even copy it yeah yeah, yeah. Like, if you like you can't like, I watched King of the New York In a pandemic Yeah I watched yeah. King of New York And I was just like He did this scene Have you seen King of New York Yeah He did the scene Where he's there And he's on the dinner table And he's about to like Like He's about to say a joke He's about to say a joke And then he He kind of he, he has a space for joke Has a joke Thinks about the joke Then laughs at the joke <laughs> Then composes himself About the joke Prepares himself <laughs> To say the joke Yeah And then says the joke <laughs> All in these like, Yo I'm telling Yo Mark <laughs> Do you know how much confidence you have to have to do that? Like to do that in your close-up. Yeah. God, I'm just gonna think this and you will know. Like, like right, right, that shit is like, bro, that's I put that in my veins, bro. That's yeah. like it's just the, like it's like, yeah, just be present. Yeah. Just do it and like go with what you feel. And, like, the director can cut if it's rubbish. because yeah. like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, but it's like, they just did it. And yeah. it's like, stuff yeah. like that. It's like, I see it, like, I'm like, that flow is somewhere else. Someone's, he's on another planet right there. You can't really replicate it. So, I can see it's, that it's, Martin, yeah. Martin, Martin did what Martin was the big inspiration. I can see that pocket yeah. that I, like, it's the way to tell a story and also make the funnier bits funnier by being the real straight man. That's interesting. You know so,
0: these are your real teachers, really?
1: Yeah, it's like, kind of, it's like, you just see something and you're just inspired. Yeah. And you kind of go, wow, that's like, I really like that. That's really interesting to me. I really like the best way this person did that. And like, it just speaks, you're not even, I just watch films because I want to watch films, but you just go, wow, like, that's a really interesting way of doing it. And I would never have thought about that. That's a, that's very unique. And I'm, I'm I by it. You can't not be changed by it. You can't, like, you can't have the old idea anymore. You kind of go, when you're doing it, go, oh yeah, that's, there was a whole thing there. You just inspired. You just yeah,
0: moved. I used to feel that way when I watch uh, Dennis Hopper, where you're like, oh my God. It's like a different time zone. These yeah, people, they yeah. operate in a different time zone. You know, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's their own their own their own plan. They're dictating. Like when you engage with those people, where you watch them, you're like, they're it, it, they're completely uh, unique to themselves. So they can yes. in, they can invent the pace. They can invent the time. They can like it's yeah. what you said. It comes from confidence. I think also with some people from you know experience. It seems people get better as they get older.
1: Yeah, but you know what it is, bro. If I'm being Totally transparent. Yeah. My favorite actors in the world are child actors. Yeah. They're the best. They're the best without a shadow of doubt. The minute they turn 13, shit happens and I don't know what's (laughs) going on. And then you you have to work your ass off to get to like, I don't know, Annie Hopkins age. And then you're like, I'm free. I'm a child again. But it's that thing where like, but majority of times it's like, they kid, I would, I'm more inspired by kids' performances than anyone else. Like, because they're just, they're just there. Yeah. And they're really listening. Right. And they really take it. It's like, that for me is like, that I look at certain things, I like, go. Oh, I just there's too much life has happened for me to even get to that point. You know what I mean? It's like I have to so much to undo to to get to what this child is as like so something like Beast of No Nation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the Idris Elba film it's, it's, I think it's Abraham Attar. It's the last scene. I was just like, bro, like this is so pure. Yeah, like this is just so honest. Yeah, and you can't you can't teach it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it's and it's I just think kids know it. They Kids are the best actors. I, I, I when, when you get a great kids performance, I'm just like, I'm always really blown away by how simple it is.
0: So do you like find yourself trying to get past the clutter of your experience when you're getting to the emotional part of the role? I, I,
1: I, I, uh, yeah, I think I, I did this episode of Black Mirror and the director said something crazy interesting. Yeah. He sat us down, me and Jess Brown Finley. And he did hot seating. He did hot seating with us kind of answer questions as characters and then we just learning about the characters and then at the end it was like hours, two hours and it was really intense Yeah, and at the end it was like, all right, cool forget about it I was like, what do you mean forget about <laughs> it? like, you made me work what are you talking about? <laughs> Like <laughs> and he was like, no like, forget about it because like, you know yeah. if it makes sense, it'll stick Right and that's how I feel you do all this work you do this work Right and then you just got a, a band let it go forget about it you show up on set you are just there and it will show up for you yeah and it will yeah. show up for you it's and it will show up for you in a real way because you created a body.
0: Exactly. you created a
1: body you mm. created created an outlook a perspective a way and it will just show up and it would just show up all the decisions you made the intention, it would just show up and you don't even realise you're doing it I look at Judas I don't remember those takes I don't yeah. remember I don't remember the takes right like we're usually in performance I'll be like oh yeah they used that take they use that take I remember that day I don't blanked out but I literally did go alright cool I'm gonna stand here and I've learned all this stuff and I've taken all this stuff in and I'm gonna just allow the spirit to speak through me and I'm just gonna like all these all these things you can lean on. It's like triggers to kind of, kind of assist you to stay on path. Yeah, I mean, on what you're doing. Right. Right. Choices. Yeah. They often say choice, like, I don't even see it as choice. It's like, I, I don't believe I have the power to choose. Mm. I think if I have the power to choose, then you're, you're seeing the performance.
0: Okay. So if you do the so work, it's like,
1: it's like, yo, it's like the stuff that happens, if that is a certain scene and I've got to do it in a certain way and I feel a certain way, then I'm gonna do it in that certain like I'm just gonna do it in that certain way, and I'm gonna that's what that's, that's what I think I'm gonna do it in that certain way. There is no choice being made. That's the way, right? And it's like it's the unapologeticness and the audaciousness of going, "This is it," because yeah. I can always stand on that mark. Yeah. I can always stand on that. Yeah. So if someone says, "Oh, if I if I'm trying to go," oh, I think this is a choice, and this will make them feel that, yeah. Then I'm like, I'm trying, I'm manipulating them. Right. I'm going, right. "Oh yeah, yeah, boom!" Yeah. And if I if I don't get what I want then I'm going to be self-loathing and beat myself up. You know what? I'm, I created a process to minimize the self-loathing, yeah. to minimize it. I, I, I've i literally <laughs> actively, I want to be able to watch my stuff and objectively grow and learn from my own performance and go, oh, okay, cool. I know that was honest, but would you do that now? Probably not. Why did you do that? Okay, cool. Next one, try this, try that. And then, you're like honing, honing, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because that 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 whole like getting at yourself is, is, is It just ruins
0: what you're doing. I you spent, know? yeah, I spent uh, more than half my life getting at myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then eventually, you know, if you're lucky, it lifts. You know, it goes away a little bit. Yeah. And you, you, I think, I
1: think, I think you can't rely on like it just leaving. You have got to actively oh, decide no, yeah,
0: for sure and right. set
1: up something to help you yeah. with that. Because it's just like, because it, it, it's just can be paralyzing. It can I mean, be.
0: You found yourself, you found yourself putting something in place to stop self loathing.
1: Yeah. It's like, I've got like, because you, I'm going, this is my heart. Right. Boom. Yeah? yeah. This is how I see, this is what I think, this is how I feel. Yeah.
0: Without and embarrassment. Then,
1: every, without embarrassment. And then people have an opinion and they're not, they're not saying, they're saying what they think. They're not saying what they feel. So they, they've got different level of investment. Right. It's going, oh, this is
0: what I think about how you feel. So like, it doesn't matter.
1: So I'm saying it doesn't matter. It's just that going, if you're thinking of yourself like that, yeah, if you're thinking of yourself like that and going, I think about how I feel, then you're going to be, that's going to be a lot for you. That's going to hurt you. You know what I'm saying? If you're not taking it in that way, then that's just what someone else is thinking. You're not agreeing with that. the kind of way of thinking. So that's the kind of thing. It's just going, that's how I felt. I look at things, that's how I felt. You're not looking outside
0: yourself and you have boundaries.
1: Yeah, I just, and I, I actively like go, okay, I have to give my all to this. And that's why I'm really forensic about the stuff I do because i got to believe in it. Sure. To help with the, like to help with the process of like, no, no, no. But it's just that kind of go, yeah, and just enjoy the moment. Enjoy it. I like having fun. I do this because I want to have fun. If I wanted to make money, I'd work in finance. You know what right. I'm so, saying? It's like, I, like, I, I want to like be comfortable. want to like have a great life and that's expensive nowadays. But it's like, but it's that thing where like, it's about having fun and enjoying yourself. So you gotta put systems in place and thinking a way to help you with that.
0: I bet. So you are excited about SNL? Yeah,
1: I am. I'm buzzing for that. I can't even lie, man. I'm buzzing for that because you know what it is? I realize I ain't really got off screen persona like that. No one really even knows who I am like that. Exactly. So it's kind of, I'm just kind of like like it's kind of really free in position. So I'm just gonna be like just buzzing. You know what yeah, mean? because you be and also my, you've
0: got all this improv man. superpower that no one knows about.
1: <laughs> yeah, no one any idea. That's why like, I went to Donald's one. Donald Glover did one. Yeah. And I went to his one. And then I was there and I was like, wow, this is like the biggest challenge in the industry. It's like, this, 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 this is the process that will make you grow the most. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, because it's just like, you don't have a show on Monday. You have a show on Saturday. Right. I mean, it's like, that's what we used to do every day. We used to like do improv and like go away. A group of us will go away for 20 minutes and then come back and perform that play. Yeah. to, the, the, to the, the class and you just have to have a play at the end of every week you just right. gotta get one so it reminds me of that and you just have to show up and kind of and your fight or flight comes in and you just think of all these ideas and this is that and the other so SNL doing that like I'm buzzing I can't Good. even lie. I'm passing for it. I'm like, I'm ready for that. Well, know have saying. fun, man. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. I'm going to enjoy it. We're going to have a party. Do you know so I'm going to have a party out there. Yeah.
0: Why not, man? Well, I, I look, I'm a big fan. I'm glad we got to talk about this stuff. I really enjoy Thank the you, work. I like man. all the Thank movies and, uh, you know, it was enlightening, uh, hearing your perspective on this stuff. It's very helpful for me to hear anybody who has, uh, challenged themselves and realizes that, uh, you know, freedom is not comfortable.
1: No, that's what makes it comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, so, I do, I do. But yeah, and no, I appreciate you, man. appreciate all the stuff that you're putting out there, Mark, man. You're really Thanks, creating brother. an incredible legacy, bro.
0: I appreciate it, man. Take care. Man. I'll that, see man. you soon. Take care.
1: See you soon. Right,
0: peace. Okay, that was uh, Daniel Kaluuya. And uh, he'll be hosting Saturday Night Live this weekend. You can watch him in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah or... Queen and Slim, or or uh, Black Panther, or Get Out, any number of those things. Good actor, interesting presence, and now you know who his biggest influence is, all right? Happy birthday to my brother, Craig Marin. You made it, another year. How old are you, buddy? What are you, 55? You're 55. Happy birthday. I love you, man. I'll play some guitar.